Hello and welcome to Christian Interviews Today. I'm your host for today's program. My name is Jim Zimmer, uh, and we're talking to an author today and a uh, talk show host. She'll be helping us sometimes on Christian Interviews Today, so I thought you would uh, enjoy meeting Miss Judy Jenkins. She's a pastor and author. Uh, the book that she's written is, above all else, Guide Your Heart. Judy Jenkins. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. Thank yeah, you. you were just telling me you were doing so great. <laughs> oh well, now we that, all have seasons. <laughs> now that now that the microphone is on, you're you're. Uh, oh yeah, I'm just. Isn't that typical? A lot of Christians. Yes, we, we say are. we say. Oh, everything is going good when the whole world is crashing down on us, and the dogs are barking, and the wolves are howling, and everything else, you know. But it's it's what we really want it to happen. So we state what we really want. Isn't it true? Well, because what comes out of our mouth affects how we think and what if, how it affects us emotionally. And so I want to be positive in what I'm saying. Even though the storms are hitting around us, I've got to keep my focus where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. I think that's right. I think we should. Um, but sometimes we get carried away in that. You know, Really, when we need prayer, we say, oh, no, I'm good, and I'm good, I'm good, and I'm good, no. It's just ha it's just the way we are. I mean, we both have been Christians more than ten years, so you know we're we're past that right. that stage of you know. Okay, it is wonderful though. I was thinking about this. It is wonderful though that um, our soon coming King, you know, will come and will reign with Him for all these years and stuff, and all these these things that we're going through will be dealt with and gone and passed away. It's gonna be kind of cool, don't you think? I think it's very cool, but you know what? It's in the deserts. It's in the times of the dry seasons that we grow spiritually. It's not when the good times, it's in the hard times. And I really believe the season that we're in right now, that God is speaking to all of us, that we need to wipe the sand out of our eyes, and we need to start seeing from God's perspective and not man's. And that's what I'm trying to do right now, because when you we get hit with things, we begin to look at what we're being hit with, and we forget about the promises and what, what God's given us. And I want to stand on that. And it's hard sometimes to stand when your ground is shaking. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I say. Some, some Christians will just blow it off, and it's real life. And that's when you really do need other people who have been through it, maybe a mentor or a, you know, somebody to help you along. I truly believe that. I think if people would be more, one of the things that I, I, I always say is, it, when you he, when you hear something, hear it. Don't right. just pass it off. You know, when you hear something, hear it. And I, in my in my um, let's just say past my adolescence days, I, uh, I I've, I've really tried to work hard at listening to people. Especially, I do dream interpretation. So if you're not listening and hearing what they're saying, you'll miss it. I mean, you can miss just a second of what they're saying, you'll, you'll miss it. You know, you'll miss what they're, what's going on in the dream. So it's, it is, it has got me to a point where I listen to people a lot more. And I think we should do that more as Christians. And one thing I noticed about the election in 2016 is that people are really selfish. Oh, you think? You know, I, mean, I mean, even our, even ourselves. I mean, I was kind of selfish too. And I started putting it before the Lord and I'm saying, man, I, you know, I'm really kind of selfish during that time. And you know, what was I really thinking? And then afterwards, of course, a lot of selfish people just uh, hit the streets, they hit, you know, everything. And I just really started thinking, man, we should, why aren't we serving people more? Why don't we trying to figure things out? You know, it's only, you know, it's only an election. I mean, it's not like your world's not going to come crashing down, you know, that kind of a thing. 
I don't know. It just got me, you know, kind of uh, thinking about that. Well, we, we took up too much time, I think, and I really wanted to get talking to you and let our audience find out what you're like and stuff like that. You wrote a book. Uh, you co-authored it. Is that correct? You co-authored it? I did. It? Mm-hmm. I did with Joan Joseph. And the book is about? Guarding your heart. Because we many times make decisions from our heart, and our heart is broken. We come with situations of life that affect our heart. We have areas in our life that we don't open up to God. And so when we make decisions, sometimes we make them poorly because we make them out of the brokenness of our heart. Even though God wants to come into our heart, and that's where he comes into, and God wants to minister out of our heart, but if we don't deal with the things that are in our heart— We'll never get to have that place where God wants to be in us. What scripture verse is that? It's in Proverbs 4.23. And it says, above all else, guard your heart. And he's saying that because your heart is deceptive. Your heart will deceive you every time. I can hear something from God. You're talking about listening. (laughs) I love that because God says, you need to know my voice and follow it. And we get a lot of voices in our life. I mean, every day. Yeah, I call them the barking dogs. Yeah, the barking dog. We get lots of those. But God says, you've got to know my voice and know that when I tell you to do something, don't override what your heart says. One of my greatest examples is God will tell me something about my grandchildren, but I've got this tenderness in my heart for my grandbabies, right? And my great grandbabies. And so when they come in, I'll override what God is already telling me. I've already asked God. I've already gone to prayer. He's already given me an answer, but my heart gets in the way. And then I step out of alignment and I do what I'm not supposed to do. And then I wonder why it goes south. Yeah. Because I followed my heart. <laughs> yeah, and God says that, you know, ask and I'll give it to you. It's, well, I'm asking. Yeah. You know? One of the things I've discovered, it's kind of different for me. Um, I'm always used to, and you can, you know me pretty well. You've known me about a couple of years now, so you know me pretty well. Um, I'm a highly technical, highly, you know, uh, type of a personality. Well, a lot of people aren't. So in my whole life, people have used that, either in ministry or their work or whatever, and I have followed that. I said, okay, yeah, they need me, so I'm just going to use them. Instead of really thinking about what, I, what I'm doing. Oh, I and, get you. And along came a voice, and the voice said, if you're not called to this church, what are you doing here? And it really got me thinking. And I went into a prayer time, and I went into time, and then all of a sudden I just said, God, you know, have you called me to a certain place? I just really feel I'm not supposed to be at this place. Have you called me to a certain place? And so that's all I really said. I didn't say anything more than that. And lo and behold, just a couple of days later, somebody mentioned to me, and next thing you know, I'm feeling, I really sense that I'm supposed to be at this church. I get to that church, and I could hear God speaking to me, telling me, you're here, you know, welcome home. That was an unusual thing for me, because I'm so used to being, okay, you need that, I'll help you. Because pioneer churches, yeah, because I was thinking you were following your heart, yeah, my emotions, and because your heart had compassion for that church and had compassion for the needs that they had. But God's even God told the disciples, They said, Aren't you going to finish healing those people? And we know that Jesus healed all that came to him, right? But when the rest of the crowd came, he says, No, I need to be about my father's business. 
And that is so important. We have to be about right. our father's business. Right. We do have to be about our father's business. And we have to do a, a check in ourselves. Just like you do a sound check because you're the tech guy. Mm-hmm. We have to do a spiritual check in us. Just like you said, God, are you really asking me to do that? It doesn't mean you can't do that, Jim, because you're no, no, so no, multi-talented. And what you give well, you everybody that, but, needs. But, but really, we should start. we should start. If I could speak again, uh, we should start thinking about, I want to do the things God wants me to do, right. but I also want to use my giftings. And when you do, those two uh, meet together and you're more, things are, I'll tell you what, things are a lot easier now. Oh yeah. The you, load is off. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, if you could do one thing really good, okay, like be a, say you're an, you're um, a carburetor in a car, but then one day they're asking you to be the oiler stick that goes in there it's not your job it's a big difference you can do it for a short time but not for a long period of time and that's where people god's beloveds get burnt out because they're doing things out of compassion and not out of his will let's talk about a couple of things in your book because you also stem that to a radio series so to speak Mm -hmm. that uh not a series well it was called um i'm sorry you're gonna have to remind me those little uh Seven to t- fifteen minute programs you got. Oh, with? traveling devotionals the, 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 for your car. Devotional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, car devo- uh, That's what I was trying to think. Yeah, they're devotionals for your car. We don't have any right here. In, uh, usually in my office, I usually have one of those around, but I don't have one right now. But how did that all start? How did that all get going? Well, God started laying on mine and my partner's heart that people are so busy and they, they life is just going so quickly that they're not taking the time to do the devotionals and to meditate on the word of God. So we wanted to take one verse, break it down for five days and give them something they can put in their car, listen to it for like maybe 10 minutes, get out of the car and be inspired and encouraged for that day. And then we end that scripture the fifth day with the promise of them following wow. that. Wow. We all know the scriptures, for instance, like Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. But the problem is, Jim, we don't know how to do that. And that's what we wanted to deal with. So Uh, so on a daily basis. On a daily basis. You get the same scripture every day for five days. You get it in your spirit. And then we, we walk you through on how to be a doer of that. Mm. Because that's what we need is application. I um, I did listen to those. As a matter of fact, I I, I helped you put together the CDs and stuff like that. You're producing them for us. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of unusual that uh, it, it, oh we were talking about this, and if you worked in a five day a week job Monday through Friday, for instance, mm-hmm. and you went there Monday through Friday and you listened to that on your way there, it would you would really grow from it. Yes, you would. And that's what we wanted. How did that get started? Real quickly, because we've got to take a break here in about a minute or so. But how uh, how did that get started? It was just something that God laid on our heart. We had a dream. I had a dream, talking about dream interpretation, and God showed me this. And the very first thing he gave us was trust in the Lord. And with each, we have eight CDs out, and with each CD, it's been something that my partner and I have been journaling and learning how to walk through. Do I... Do I have it under my belt yet? Oh, I am still in a process. So even the author and the yes, and and the actual are writers are, are being taught as you go. <laughs> That's kind of cool, you know. You know how are you going to feed somebody unless you 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 know how. Oh, to Oh, I listen to eat. them all yeah. the time because I oh I can't believe we even said that. I need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, those those sound bite stuff. I've done a lot of devotionals. As you look in my office here, I have devotionals right there, the dad devotional and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I love devotionals. I like it. I like a daily a daily thing. And working at the healing rooms right now, I don't do that much devotional. That it's kind of strange. I did. I did our daily bread yesterday. I didn't get to it this morning, but I did get to it yesterday. So uh, at any rate, uh, if you just joined us, my name is Jim Zimmer. This is. Uh, Christian Interviews today, um, my guest today is Judy Jenkins. She's an author, and you just heard it, that she's also a, a daily devotionalist, too. Yes. Audio. These are, these are audios. So uh, we're going to come back uh, in the second part of this uh, with more of Judy Jenkins. We'll be right back right after this. Military life is rewarding, but it isn't always easy. Managing the stress can affect even the strongest warrior. But I can. I will stay mission ready. I can. I will keep my mind and body fit. Talk to my chaplain. Seek care early. Strive for progress, not perfection. I got this. I got this. Take the first step. There's, There's no, no better, better time, time than now. now. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. Hello and welcome back to Christian Interviews Today. I'm your host for today's program. My name is Jim Zimmer. My guest today is Judy Jenkins author, and you were a pastor at one time too, right? I was. I was a children's pastor for over 18 years and an associate pastor for three. So tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? Oh my gosh. I was working at a job and my boss was a deacon on the board at this new church. And he says, we need you. And I said, well, I've never worked at a church before, so this will be interesting. He says, just come and come alongside and see what you can do to help our children's department. Well, it grabbed my heart, and I started with um, 30 kids and grew the ministry to over 600 a week. What? Yeah. (laughs) 600 kids a week? 600 kids a week. I had a staff of 150, and I had four paid staff. Was that a rotating staff? I mean, did you like, you know... Every week you get 10 new people and lose 10 people? I mean, how does that work? No, that was a steady staff that You're worked kidding. for me. You're kidding, loyalty like that? Yes. Oh, wow. So it was an interesting, and then when I did special events, we would hit anywhere between 800 to 1,000 kids. What's we, what was the ages? Uh, I had kindergarten through seventh grade. Ooh, preteen. Yeah. Ouch. I didn't have to do junior high or high school. That was held by another department. So tell me what that was like. What what kind of curriculum did you do, you teach, or what was that like? Um, I did um, I did David C. Cook, and I mean we did multiple curriculums, and I would go to all the different curriculum places and talk to them because I was always ahead of the times. And then we always did life application for the kids. So we always had an, an, a praise and worship for all the kids. I always had an invitation for children. And um, and then I would always do one scripture and a story to go with it before they went into their classrooms. So you didn't do the regular um, stuff you see, you know, like the weird looking Noah's Ark or anything like that. Did you guys do that? Um, I did that. I, I did visuals for when I would teach the toddlers because I, you know, if I had a teacher missing, I went in on every age group, you know. So I always would do weird things like I would have a sheet or something or a tent and we'd have to run in like, you know, oh, God's banner of love is over us. Oh my gosh, here oh, wow. comes this. Let's go run and get into the tent. So they would know they could get under the shelter of the Most High. 
So, so both the, well, one of the greatest things that we can do is a visual for people to remember. So they'll say, yeah, I remember yes. that by the visual. Yeah, it's very, very important. Um, and I did a lot of puppets. We did a lot of talk shows like we're doing here. Only I, my guess would be Goliath or not Goliath, but it'd be David or it would be um, um Moses or whoever Many we were biblical, biblical and we, characters and we dress out. them up and then I would interview them like like a talk show and the kids go oh my gosh I really got to meet Samuel <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that wasn't the real Samuel <laughs> but yeah you put a face to the name kind of thing I did yeah. and they loved it I our so you church did that for grew eight? Huh? You did that for 18 years? 18 years. I was How did you ever player. stop doing that? That seems like you'd do that for life. Well, um, it was just that season for me to pass on, and they wanted to pass the baton to somebody of a lesser age. And so I was ready to, I was working 56 hours a week, so I was ready for a break. Yeah, but if you love it, that's not work. It wasn't work to me. I, lo- yeah. I did love it. Yeah, you got a smile on your face as you were talking about it. So do you, now that was in Bakersfield? That That was in Bakersfield, yeah. So do you still see kids uh, from Bakersfield every once in a while and say, oh, you're one of my Sunday school teachers? I can't tell you how many of them I have married. Oh, really? Yes. So you you were taking care of when they were youth and then they get, oh, wow, that's And I'll run into them when I go back to Bakersfield. I baptized, I don't know, something like 380 kids in my pool at my house. Um, We just... It was awesome. Tell me a little bit about that again. A little bit more about that is what I, what I wanted to say. Um, do you get latched onto these kids? Do you see them as they grow? And you know, do you, do you, do you have a like uh, not latched on? I mean, to say, do you, do you have like a connection still with some of them or anything? Yes, like that? Yeah. they call me all the time. I I had one that came. Um, oh, it's been about four months now. Um, she was little. I mean, four, mm-hmm. and she's growing now. Dealt with, um, you know walked away from God, dealt with stuff, came to me and my partner here in Aurora Grande, and we got to minister her, set her free, and changed her life. You keep saying partner. People are going to get the weird impression that... Okay, I don't mean that kind of partner. She is my ministry partner. Yeah, ministry partner. Her yeah. name is... Joan Joseph. Okay. <laughs> so people will understand that. Because know. God sent us out by two, so I don't yeah, want to deal yeah. with stuff by myself, so we deal with it together, and we have a heart for that. We've ministered, I've ministered to... So many children, and I've been their advocate in court for them, you know, with all the situations that our foster kids deal with Mm -hmm. and stuff, and Mm -hmm. get attached, Jim. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I went home and just cried all the way home because my heart was broken. Because you're going to do so much. Yeah. So uh, Joan's still in ministry, is that correct? Yes, she is. And and we have Bridging the Gap, Mm -hmm. which encompasses everything, you know. So uh, we're still there to minister to people one-on-one because this is what they need. We're dealing in a season when many of God's children are really dealing with fear. And it's not something to be afraid of, which is a pun on words, because God has given us 365 verses of fear because he knows every day we'll face a different type. We just have to recognize what it is and then go to the Father with it. And we want to do that for people because they're uncertain right now in the season that we're in and they're dealing with stuff and they're just going, okay, I don't understand it. Where is God in this? And God hasn't moved. It's just our focus has moved. So do you call people back to uh, in order or how do you, how do you get them back on track? What, what do you do? 
uh, we minister to them, we pray for them, we give them scriptures, I, we definitely give them homework. I mean, we go after strongholds, we go after um, breaking um, the chains that have bound, bind them. So they, Because God came in Isaiah to tell us, I've come to set you free. And to break those chains, to lift your head and to give you hope and to know that there's joy out there for you. But many aren't walking in any of that. Yeah, we're told to um, we're told to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out uh, the leper. I mean, heal the sick, raise the dead, uh, heal the leper, and cast out demons. So uh, that's what we're told to do. That's, as a matter of fact, I get, a lot of people get confused. You ask them, what's the Great Commission? They say, to get people saved. No, it's not. It's not. You know how that got changed? I think there was a uh, there was a Christian uh, let's just say there was a Christian belief that right. that's the only thing you had to do, and so a lot of people I've I've talked to people all my life, and I believed that for a long time. I did too. You know, the Great Commission is to get people saved. No, it's not. And I'm very much an evangelist. Let oh, me tell you. Oh, we want to get people saved. But yeah. I'll tell you this: the healing rooms has been a healing for me. And I love what I'm learning. I You're talking lo- about Santa Maria Healing Santa Rooms. Santa Maria yeah, Healing okay. Rooms. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love what Rick teaches. It's all about the love of Jesus. And I love it when people come in and we can pray for them and I can see them set free. Aside from that, you know what's the most amazing thing about Rick Taylor? And, I, and you know what? I, I would say this to anybody, and I just want to say it to everybody. This guy can preach to one person or 5,000. I know. He never changes. <laughs> he is so excited about the things of God. He's infectious. He used to come on our show, this show right here, uh-huh. when I had it years ago. And he would leave and we would be buzzing. And he would just tell us what's going on. His desire to see people healed, and his desire to care about people is amazing. He has the very thing that Jesus has. And when Jesus came off the boat and he saw the large crowd and he was tired, yeah, they had went, just right. fed the 5,000. And when he got off he the compassion. boat, he said he had compassion. Rick shows compassion. Yeah, and it's very infectious there. I mean, everybody realizes, and we're not just saying that because Rick's ahead of the ministry. We're saying that because it's absolutely 100% truth. It's amazing. You just, I mean, there's a lot of miracles that happen there, but it is amazing. I've been with him when there's only been four or five people in the room, and I've been with him when the room was packed from one end to the other. Me too. He hasn't changed. He doesn't change. He's got mm-hmm. that same passion for it. It's, it's just incredible. He never worries about numbers, never worries about nothing. He just, it's almost like the, the air that he, I mean, the words he speaks, he sends them out into the air, and he believes that what he is saying is going to happen. And that's, you know, sometimes you just think, man, that'd be great to be like that. But you know what you just said is what we all need to capture. Jesus spoke it out into the air mm-hmm. and we're to grab hold of it. Absolutely. Believe it, trust it, and take it in. Even when we, we don't always have to see, but we do have to believe. And I, 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 I'm learning a lot at the healing rooms. Let's, uh, let's get back because we only got a few more minutes left in this uh, segment. So I want to get back to who you are and what you're doing. What made you write something like that above all else? Well, partly because I had a heart issue. You know, we all have heart issues. Mm-hmm. And I was really going after it. And that scripture just knocked me off my my feet. And I thought, I want to really teach on this. And so we kind of broke it down because we dealt with forgiveness. We dealt with iniquities. We dealt with many different things in the chapters, you know, of heart issues that are heart issues because heart issues shape us. And what really got to me is I was making coffee one morning and you know how you take the old filter out and I'm running it 
through the this faucet, but there's still discoloration coming through. And the Spirit of God says to me that morning, he goes, Judy, this is what your heart is like when you don't deal with it and you don't guard it. Then everything mm. that I run through gets run through this filter and it comes out discolored. And we don't, we don't, I don't want that. I want the purity of what God has for me. I don't want it tainted by my past. I don't want it tainted by what people have said about me. I want it, I want it colored by the blood of Jesus. People say bad things about you, Judy? Oh, I was, <laughs> I was raised with that. It took me a long time to get over that because it shaped me. It defined me. And I had to learn what God said about me. Okay, we only got about a minute or so left. So I want, is your book still available? Can people still get your book? Yep, we're on the web. Um, it sells at the Healing Rooms. Um, it sells well, are, at if First Christian. The web, if they're on the web, how can they get it? Uh, www.heartissues.org www.hardissues.org or hardissues.org yeah and then they can get it there there's a place you can get it. and how are you, are you the cd still available yes the cds are on there and they're also downloads so you can download and put them on your mp3 or on your phone or whatever i wish uh, i wish we would have played one of those but they're 15 minutes long so i that you know we'd have to cut it all up yeah, and everything yeah. but uh take a listen uh, you do have demos out there right you can hear it in a demo oh, they can get on youtube Mm-hmm. Uh, for heart issues, right. and there is six demos also on our web. There's free demos on there. There's eight of them, I think, and so you can get a sample of how we teach because my ministry partner and myself, we teach together, which is so everybody came against us when we did that because nobody does that, Yeah, but it's what God told us to do, so we did it. Well, Judy Jenkins has been my guest today from uh, author or from pastor to author to uh, radio announcer. Uh, Judy's book is called Above All Else, Guard Your Heart. This is Jim Zimmer saying thank you so much, Judy, for uh, stopping by today. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you next time right here on Christian Interviews Today.